Hello and welcome everyone. Welcome to episode 16 of the Sports United podcast. We took a week off. It was just so crazy with all the hockey going on, basketball, life gets in the way. So we have an extra special episode for you this week. We're building up the interviews. You guys wanted more interviews, so we got them. Uh, we This week, we recap everything that's gone on in hockey with the news, the play-in rounds, the lottery uh, with Alvaro, our hockey insider. Uh, but first, we're going to get to a few news points, and we're going to start with the CEBL. So one of the bubble tournaments that went on went on here in Canada with the CEBL. Uh, the Canadian Elite Basketball League had a great tournament, uh, came down to the Final Four, so they have seven teams in the league, and the Final Four happened. The new team squeaked in there, uh, the Ottawa Blackjacks took the fourth and final playoff uh, seed in there, and they took on the first seed, the Edmonton Seniors, and the first seed came to play and came out on top 88-75. And then in the second semifinal, we had the Fraser Valley Bandits take on the Hamilton Honey Badgers in a very, very close game. Fraser Valley came to play like they did all tournament and came out on top 76-75 for a 1v2 matchup. You kind of saw this in the writing as the tournament went on. These two teams were top-notch playing uh, every single game. So it was not a surprise to see Edmonton and Fraser Valley in the final. And in the final, Edmonton just pounded away at Fraser Valley and came out with a 90-73 to win for their first championship victory. So congratulations, Edmonton. And that is it for the CEBL season this year they'll be back in 2021 uh, and if you're interested in signing up going to see a game getting season tickets uh, i highly recommend it uh, it's a great league it's it this was going to be its uh, second season but alas everything kind of happened for a reason uh, but if you're interested, so there are teams in Fraser Valley, uh, which is in BC, Edmonton, uh, Saskatchewan, they play out of Saskatoon, Guelph, Hamilton, Niagara, and Ottawa. So if you're interested in going to check out some of those games, go to one of those cities and check it out. Or uh, if you were watching on CBC, they'll be uh, broadcasting them on CBC. If you are not in the uh, area that you can go see one of these teams play, but highly recommend it. Uh, going into next season so uh, keep an eye a lookout join their newsletter and uh, hopefully they'll see you out in the United States the MLS came to an end their month-long World Cup style tournament finally came to an end uh, it was a very successful tournament other than the two teams not being able to participate uh, and they have already started to play those makeup games against each other because those three play-in games or th three round-robin games did count for points in the season. So we're going to go through the bracket. Uh, early favorite Orlando made its way to the finals. That happened this past week. Their toughest test came in the quarterfinals against another favorite, LAFC. And uh, Orlando actually was able to win in a shootout. Easily took apart Minnesota in the semifinals to reach the finals. On the other side of the bracket, Portland had a scare against Cincinnati. Which, again, there's always a team that you see their road to the final. And they play a team that they might 
maybe look past or a lot of people don't give them a chance and they're usually the team that gives uh, those beefed up or uh, hard to beat teams those uh, those scares and sometimes they do win uh, but Cincinnati was not able to beat them as Portland got by them in a shootout and that was in the round of 16 so the first knockout stage could have been end of the tournament for Portland but they were able to calm it down never looked back past the round of 16 made it to uh, the finals after defeating Philadelphia in the semifinal and we got an Orlando Portland final Orlando uh, the home team if you will because it's being played at Walt Disney World but Portland was able to pull out the 2-1 victory and earn that extra CONCACAF Champions League spot for the team. So now that the tournament is over, they have entered into Phase 1 of the rest of the season. What does that mean? Well, Phase 1 goes to about the middle of September, uh, as most of the teams have a schedule up until that point, and they're traveling. The one problem with that is the three MLS teams that reside in Canada, Vancouver, Montreal, and Toronto. They need to play as well. So a plan has been put in place uh, to schedule games against each other in Canada uh, while they try and figure out what else to do uh, for the rest of the season. So for Phase 1, all the Canadian MLS teams uh, will play six matches, three against each team. And so they'll travel uh, between Montreal, Toronto, and Vancouver. And they've scheduled those games till about the middle of September. And I guess try and figure it out from there. And speaking of figuring it out, uh, the Voyager Cup. If you don't know what that is, it's the uh, Canada's uh, Cup for soccer. And the winner of that gets a spot at the CONCACAF Champions League. So Portland just won an extra spot for uh, the next CONCACAF Champions League. Canada always gets one spot and it's usually a uh, kind of Champions League style where uh, teams can qualify and then you get the teams from the uh, Canadian Premier League and the MLS teams uh, usually are the ones who have who win the Voyagers Cup and earn that spot because of everything that's going on. We have uh, the three MLS teams. They will be taking on each other, like we just mentioned. And the team that gets the most points out of those games will make the final. And then we also have the Island Games. So if you're not aware, the CPL, the, Cana uh, the Canadian Premier League, is just getting started actually this weekend. Uh, you can watch those matches on CBC as well. Uh, they're being played in PEI. And the winner of that tournament will get the other spot in the final, and they will play each other for the Voyagers Cup and that CONCACAF spot. So that is how they're going to do uh, determine this year's winner. Uh, it's a good compromise, I believe. So uh, we're going to get that. Uh, so you can watch the Island Games on CBC uh, starting this weekend. So watch some great soccer content. we got some new teams entering the league it's going to be great and you can watch the mls uh, teams uh, as well on tsn the nba the nba is wrapping up their eight remaining games the east was pretty much set uh washington had been uh washington had been eliminated a while ago so 
it was just really seating to see who finished where for the NBA the West. The West is where everything is crazy. We had teams who people thought that they might be skewing, like the Pelicans, to get them to play LA in the first round. Not the case. They were actually the first ones eliminated. Then you got teams that didn't really have a shot and they were just invited because they might do it. And remember, if a ninth place team can get within four games of the eighth place team, they would play a plan where the ninth place team has to win two games in a row or the eighth seeded just has to win one. The Phoenix Suns have gone on a tear and won all eight games to sit at 34 and 39. Also, teams that have gone on a tear, Portland. Portland has been destroying it as well. The other team who has not been doing well is Memphis. Memphis crapped the bed. So this is where we stand. Portland is playing their final game right now. If they win, they get that date with Memphis. If they lose, the 8-0 Phoenix Suns get a chance to play Memphis for that 8th and final seed going into the playoffs. So we're going to do a score update, although by the time you hear this, the game will probably be over and it won't really matter. But that's okay. We're going to do a score update anyways. Right now, the Trailblazers are defeating the Nets. And if it stays that way, then the Trailblazers will be the ones playing the Memphis Grizzlies. Either way, whoever is in the ninth seed, whether it's Phoenix or Portland, I believe they're going to beat Memphis. Memphis has not been doing well in the bubble at all. I will commend the NBA for how well they are doing, and the NHL, how well they are doing with this bubble. We're not even going to talk about Major League because they're really still on my nerves, but they're considering for the playoffs to have a bubble scenario. I think it's a little too late for that. How many teams are you going to have in the bubble if uh, teams are sick? I don't know. But uh, it's going to be a very interesting, and we have a, a coming up uh, in a few episodes, we're going to have a basketball insider is going to go over the playoffs, how the bubble's gone, how they feel uh, this year has shaken up, if we have new players in the NBA uh, as hot teams, uh, is the East still as weak as we think it is? We're going to go all over that. Uh, that's going to come up in the next few episodes. Also, coming up in the next few episodes, guys, we are going to have great giveaways. Getting closer and closer to episode 25, we're also going to be introducing a trivia contest. So if you're interested in signing up for the trivia contest, go to our social media page and comment uh, on the post that will be up and uh, we'll get in contact with you to set up a trivia contest. It's going to be sports trivia, of course, uh, but we're going to play people head to head until we have a champion. So uh, if you're very interested in that, please go to our social media page and leave us a comment uh, indicating that you are interested in signing up for the trivia contest and we will get that set up. 
And now it's time for some news that will unite us all. We have two big stories in the news that will unite us all. Everyone loves football. We kind of did enjoy the new XFL, the second iteration. It was off to a much better start uh, and was going places until the pandemic hit. And unfortunately, it was dead in the water and declared bankruptcy again. But then out of the ashes, the prodigal son has returned. That's right. The Rock. Dwayne The Rock Johnson and his ex-wife and a partnership has purchased the XFL for a bargain $15 million. To buy a league at a bargain price like that, you can't even buy a team in the NBA, NHL for $15 million. Heck, some players are going to be making $15 million soon, a season. Now, what does this buy you? It buys you a chance to bring the XFL back, and they are planning to bring it back next year, 2021. You have established teams, you have an established fan base, and now you bring the momentum of The Rock. You bring uh, Danny Garcia, uh, his business partner, and is now a f- the first female owner of a major American sports league. They're going to have a huge role. Uh, they'll be hands-on, looking to bring the league back to its profit-projected stance before the pandemic hit. So, I'm excited. This got me jacked. I was actually playing a XFL Fantasy League, which is fun because you there are few players you heard of, but everyone else was just a roll of the dice. And I was actually doing fairly well, surprisingly, for a Fantasy League. I was in second place before the league shut down. So be it. But uh, I'm looking forward to the XFL returning next year. Bigger, better, uh, and all because of The Rock. In our second news story, a big, big, big congratulations, air high five, social distance hug to Laurent Duvernay Tardif, who became the first NFL star to opt out of this season coming up as they have given players uh, reasons or an exemption to opt out if they so choose to because he's a doctor who is working on the front lines and continuing for giving millions of dollars to continue his work until this pandemic is defeated. He's taking his oath as a doctor a lot more seriously than his own other career. Now, of course, football is not a forever career, and that's why he worked super hard to become a doctor. And he is 1,000% commended for his efforts, what he has done so far, how he has chosen his patients and the care of them over the people uh, in the NFL. Like I said, football is not a forever career. You get so long after coming off a Super Bowl, wanting to win another one. You, uh, I will give you all... The praise in the world you defeated my team but it's hard not to cheer for a canadian especially one who's worked so hard to win the super bowl so even though my team lost it was not a gut-wrenching loss because of how many people on kansas city deserve a super bowl just had to be over my team didn't it <sighs> but that's okay you are a shining example of what humanity needs right now not just what Canada needs, what humanity needs. And uh, if I ever get to meet you in person, 
or talk with you over the phone, interview you, uh, you, sir, are an amazing human being and thousand percent should be commended for every effort, not only in your academic career to become a doctor while working another job, that's tough enough, uh, but to forego what you're doing to make sure that your patients are safe, just no words can describe it. So thank you from us here at the podcast for being an excellent example for the people of Canada, doctors, NFL stars, North Americans, humanities. Uh, You are a leading example in giving people something to look up to. Now we're going to go into our sports report this week. Uh, We're going to talk with Alvaro, recap all the NHL. Uh, So this was recorded before this season, uh, the, I should say the play in rounds commenced so that, uh, we gave in our picks, uh, and talk a little bit about the games that, uh, ran on Tuesday as, uh, we are into game twos of some, uh, games and series. So we give our picks of who we think are going to win, uh, in, in air quotes before everything starts. And, uh, talk about the playing rounds and what we think is going to be the future uh, going forward for the rest of the season and into next season Emotions. all right so after the craziness if you were just watching the first day of nhl actual playoffs the, whatever we want to call this the, uh we just finished the nhl playoffs we now we're <laughs> in uh, stanley cup playoffs stanley, oh, there's there a difference yes so after the marathon that was a five overtime game where Tampa Bay defeated Columbus three to two, uh, we're bringing back Alvaro to go over uh, the play-in round and everything that's happened uh, since we last talked with him. Welcome back. Yes, thanks for having me. Uh, it's it's been yeah, it's been an up and down uh, last couple of weeks. Everything. So hockey came back. What was uh, what was your initial feeling? Did you weep at all? Did you? Oh man, I I watched the pre post season games, all of them as much as I could, um, or at least trying to recap with the highlights and <sighs> Montreal. Like that's the first thing that pops out for me is Montreal. Wow. Um, way to play yourself out of a generational talent. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, let's be honest. They shouldn't be where they are, and uh, they surprised everyone, anyone that that actually thought. I mean, I said that they had a chance, but to actually think that they're going to win, even if you're a Montreal fan, I doubt it. I just, if you're realistic at all, you couldn't have possibly thought that was going to happen. So funny you mentioned that. I actually went back to listen to our... Uh, into first right. interview where we because I was like oh it's going to be good and instead of just cutting it into there because that takes a lot of time and let's be real that's, uh, that's a lot of technology that's a lot of editing, that's a lot of editing that uh, I, you know I don't have an editor I do it myself so you need to simple, get a producer Yeah. anyone listening out there who's producing I uh, can pay you in hugs and cookies and but uh, all I went of them back, virtual, of course. All virtual, of course. Social distancing, unless you're in we my. We do not play around so. here in Canada. Um, MLB. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. oh, geez. 
he started with that. So I went back and listened, and yeah. we actually mentioned um, how Boston could go down to fourth. Yes, the playing we did. Round. And lo and behold, we caused Boston to go down to fourth place. That is happy for me. That is happiness. Uh, you know, Anytime I can jinx Boston, I'm going to do it. And they, they switched with Philadelphia. Like, who – I mean, everyone was saying that they were hot, but, like, first place Philadelphia. I, I actually think yeah. this bodes well for Montreal. I think they match up better. Against, against Philly than against, against Boston? Philly, yes. Yeah, I think so, too. Because there, um, there's none of that distraction, none of that rivalry and – yeah, it would hurt a lot more. That's why, right? Yeah. It would hurt a lot more. And I should know, right? <laughs> um, being a least fan that any any loss, especially to this incarnation of the Boston Bruins, there's been years where they were like, all right, whatever. Yeah. Samsonov, who cares? But now, like, they're legit. They've been legit for a while. Uh, but Montreal and, and Boston haven't really had a series, I believe, since the uh, Richard, is it Richard Zednick that got, like, lacerated Whoa. in the throat. Um, I believe that was that might have been the last season that they played against each other in the playoffs. Yeah, would have been very entertaining. It would have been. Yeah, yeah. Watching uh, Max Domi uh, try to like troll Brad Marchand. I don't like either of them, as mostly because they play for the team they play for. But it's just eh, Gallagher and and Bergeron. Can you imagine? Oh, would have been so good. So, so, yeah, I think they're better off with Philly. The last time they played each other was 2013-2014. Okay, that would have been around that time, I think. Um, or maybe not. No, that would have been... Yeah. yeah, that would have been a few years after. Yeah, they um, played each was other... Was that the Halak run? I, might, I think it was, yeah. Because Montreal did uh, win 4-3. Okay. I think, yeah. That was, oh man, I remember my hot take after that. Oh, Montreal's ridiculous for not, for choosing Price over Halak. I was wrong. Um, <laughs> and then they, and then they lost to that New York contract, that year. Yeah, if they Carey did. Price would, if Carey Price would have been healthy, which he appears to be. And in our analysis, we did say that, you know, it's going to be Pittsburgh and four. We both said that. Not sure if Montreal has a shot unless Price is on point. Yeah. Price Jesus was Price on point up. Yeah. for three games, and that's all it took. Yeah, and that might be all that it is. It might. But it's Price. So you could get God mode. You, He's you could. very capable of it, yeah. Doesn't so, matter what age he is, he still. That was the caveat, that. right? That Neither was. of us could realistically say that we thought <laughs> that it was going to happen, but we always had that asterisk of he it's was the price. outlier. You never know. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, in the first series, uh, unfortunately, uh, the only series to go five games, uh, Toronto. Uh, but you did say you would not be surprised if yeah. they lost. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm uh, one of the realistic fans that I was alluding to earlier that hopefully exists for all of the fan bases. I know sometimes it seems like there's not a lot of realistic Maple Leafs fans. Uh, that's just because we have a bigger sample size. Um, sorry, that's my job being crazy. Um, but I know this team. I know exactly what the team uh, in front of us, or in front of Anderson, I should say, uh, is built like. Um, I'm not... 
I know exactly what kind of team is built in Toronto. I know that they're skill first and I'm not your, I'm not a typically uh, truculent preferring uh, Brian Burke type of old school guy. Uh, but I did grow up watching and uh, idolizing Gary Roberts and Darcy Tucker. Um, so I, I think there should be a balance in general, but I don't think there should be your, your uh, Colton Orr's um, playing with Nazem Kadri or uh, McLaren, the McLaren days were just ridiculous, you know? So um, they did nothing to deter someone like John Scott. Uh, Clarkson was garbage. I don't <laughs> think we need to necessarily overpay for that kind of player, unless you're talking about a, a Pat, you know, a, a Marlowe, uh, sorry, Marchand or, uh, <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, but you don't, you don't need to, you know, you need you need to have a good balance. You you can't just focus it only on skill, which the Leafs have a lot of. Um, look exactly at who beat them to see a perfect example of that. They have skill. They don't have the high end skill. You know, Bjorkstrand is a very good player, um, and I've always been a fan of Wenberg. I know he gets uh, flack for he passes when there's like an empty net, but he has he always is consistently putting up assists. And that doesn't come out of nowhere. Um, so they have a they have a good amount of skill. There's a lot of skill on that team, even the back end. But they're also rugged. Anderson wasn't even playing. That's a huge part of your team not present, and they still were able to outmuscle the Leafs, especially when we lost Jake Muzzin. Um, that's that's your sandpaper right there. I, I think that was the that was the downturn point. Yeah. And I mean, don't, it's not nothing, it's not, it's not on the same, I guess, level as like a Montreal beating Pittsburgh. Right. Whereas one who on normal circumstances would even like, would have been eliminated like a week later if the season hadn't stopped. Yeah. Uh, you know, co- today's a perfect example. Corpus Allo, 85 saves. Like that's nothing. You didn't lose to like a fluke. Like Columbus seems to be, a legitimate like threat so it's not yeah you, you didn't and that's after whiff, last you didn't, year right exactly and that's after last year too so it's not like you whiffed or like you just no undermined your opponent it just it went to the deciding game so it wasn't it was a coin flip at that point and they're they were both kind of on the bubble anyway <laughs> but, <Yeah. laughs> but they were really you weren't certain if they were if they would have maybe if they would have maintained their trajectory they would have made the playoffs but that's exactly, an uncertainty because yeah. they had such up and ups and downs uh, in the standing. So um, I've been watching this team all year. I've been watching this team for several years. Um, and I know, I know what they were like, you know, I know what they were like before Babcock. Uh, they were pretty bad, um, but they, they weren't doing so great in the last few months anyway. Um, no. And you know, actually but, funny you say, so today, actually, uh, do you watch uh, the YouTube channel, The Urinating Tree? No, but I did see their video. It popped up in my recommended because it, because content, yeah. Right? So um, his channel. I was about to watch it, but I want. I didn't want to cry today, so yeah. Uh, his channel is really good. It's a lot of hockey focus. Him and uh, Five Points Video uh, oh, cool. do a lot of good sports videos and kind of counts and just weird. Uh, topic videos but uh 
he did one today and you can go check out his channel uh 50 years of failure where he outlines how toronto has not been successful basically blaming it on the ownership and being a cheapskate for so long and the repercussions Harold and Howard, yeah, yeah. Uh, and not wanting Gretzky here yeah um, like, there's just so much to it I haven't seen the video but I, I'm pretty familiar with it I wasn't alive or if I was I wasn't in Canada in the Ballard years um, but I definitely have been through um, the Pat Quinn era uh, that's you know and even the Cliff Fletcher era without oh, me knowing Cliff much Fletcher. about the management at the time yeah you know I was just a fan so I didn't really know any anything about I knew about um uh pat um not pat yeah at Quinn, that point you pat know Burns, the head coach and sure. that's it yeah exactly so. um but still knowing the legacy of that and knowing how everything from the ballard era all of the reputation that they had with a lot of their a lot of their alumni just weren't involved in any sort of it's crazy how long related. that went i didn't yeah like you you hear about it and i kind of knew but not being a big fan, like I, you don't invest it, but just watching it and seeing how hurt your mega stars are not wanting to do like ceremonies or yeah. signature or anything to do with the team celebrating your history is insane. Yeah. Some of those are being mended now with this. Yeah. Regime. And it's, and it's taking that long to mend, yeah. which is like, just shows you how bad Ballard was just all about the money and control and, didn't care about anything else yeah that's bad ownership in general mm -hmm. um i think i mean i'm you know, going through <laughs> look it right at Lindros now so. <laughs> not wanting to be a nordique um yeah you guys in ottawa have bad ownership and that affects player relationship look at eric carlson how he was treated look um, at alfredson he left alfredson yeah luckily he's he's uh, such a class act not to say that any alumni that has bitter feelings isn't but he's willing to turn the cheek how many times um i don't know it's it's really tough being a least because all of that baggage it's mm -hmm. a lot of baggage it's a lot um, of baggage it's it's really hard to explain to someone that isn't uh, a diehard fan of uh, sports in general i suppose but like team sports in particular um when you are attached to the logo you're attached to the the heritage and you're attached to the uh, symbolism of the team of the city maybe in certain cases um you look at players that don't put all of the effort in or that maybe don't seem to be putting all the effort in for all we know and you're kind of i understand all of the hurt because you look at that and you're like dude the team means more to me it seems and it means to you i've been invested for all of these years and and i see you basically disrespecting the the crest that's 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 really hard to watch um cody cc thank you for <laughs> ruining my nights um it's it's just sucks right like when you're not a fan of the player that's on your team that you're a fan of it's hard to it's hard to have that disconnect it, it really is so we're going to make Alvaro a little bit happier and move on. Yes. <laughs> uh, so in the next series, uh, we both said uh, Florida. Uh, and I even say uh, this is the one upset in the East, I predict. Boy, uh, I was wrong. Um, yeah, Florida. 
Uh, and so, hey, yeah. Talon, you, you, you got what you deserved, I guess. Yeah. He was not a very good manager. No, Florida's the player side is on the they're they're slowly on the uptick, but the management yeah. side still needs to get its act together. Shooting yourself in the foot for reasons, I suppose. I mean, I never understood why they got rid of Marcia, so uh, in the first place, but they also I think gave they up. They were playing them like mind games, and then they played themselves and. Because who did they trade alongside Martius? No, they they traded Martius so that the London uh, the, well, London the, Knights, yeah. the Golden Knights uh, wouldn't pick someone else that Eugstad maybe. Oh, but maybe. then they ended up picking someone better, which double loss. Uh, so they they've they've really done it to themselves, and that that's I mean that's not the primary reason that uh, Talon's gone, but. It's definitely a reason for their setback, uh, yes. for them to not be where they could have otherwise been. Um, yeah, I'm not really surprised on that one. I can't remember what uh, my prediction was. Uh, you said Florida in four, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and in the, uh, in the final one, uh, one good thing we both said was that uh, Carolina in a sweep, and we did not see New York, uh, the Rangers, anyways, yeah. winning a game. And was this the last time we see King Henrik in a Ranger uniform? Oh, God. He has one year Probably. left. I hope not. Uh, and he has a no trade clause. But there are two go. other goaltenders. Like, yeah. how much is he really going to play next year? Is the the toss-up yeah and he probably doesn't want to go uh, he doesn't want to be traded no i and he he, he joins retire. that list of and that, yeah he could he joins that list of players who are really really good uh and got a shot which is kind of the way i think about it is really good players like alfredson um phillips uh some football players uh you know got to actually at least experience what a championship series is. Mm-hmm. So you've yeah. made it to that. You didn't win, which is the unfortunate the part, dance. but you made it to the dance. You got that, what it felt like. Cause there are lots of other good players who didn't even get to a championship. Yeah. So the, he joins yeah, that Sandin, list. If, if we're going along the, uh, <laughs> the Swedish, the Swedish hunks. So he, he joins that, that list. So he, he knows, but does he retire as a, a you know a legend of the Rangers and having done so much, or does he take one last crack and agree to get traded to a contender, maybe at the deadline, maybe before, maybe at the draft, maybe with this whole year being out of whack, does he just retire because mm-hmm. everything's it's, it could be right. Like it's there's been so much uncertainty this year, though. It's eight point five million, so it's it's a little bit of a gamble for a team to take if he's just even going to be a backup. That's a lot for a backup. Yeah. It's easier, I guess. Like you said, it's easier if it were at the trade deadline. Yeah, uh, it's all prorated. Um, but either way, it, if he's already invested in the team that he's on, and if they're they have a solid run, um, you know, Lafreniere will help that. Um, (laughs) that's massive um so maybe he sticks around as a mentor role i mean that's maybe 
he'll still I think, get his name I think on he the might even get into coaching. Yeah. I why not? He's got so much experience, not not just as a ranger, but in the international uh play as well. So he's uh he's he's probably played that mentor role alongside uh or with um with the international team already. Mm. Uh, Sweden has is like a goalie factory, so there's so many, so many potential uh, starters taking your role, and he's uh, he's a man of honor. It shows. It very much shows. Very much. So in the West, uh, you had Calgary winning in five, uh, which they won in four. I had Winnipeg winning. Uh, well, once that. Uh, once that hit on Shifley happened, I that there was just yeah, that's no chance. No, um, it, it's tough with their their defense being sometimes great, sometimes god awful as maybe they should be. Um, but yeah, losing Shifley, like no, there's there's really no coming back from that. Any team loses one of their top three forwards, and they they didn't just lose Shifley, right? So no, yeah. that's like the first the first domino to fall. It's, there's not a lot of ways you can uh, you can have so much depth, but you can't come behind from that. It's yeah. too they, tough. They won a game, but after that game one loss, it was just it was kind of almost that. Thanks for coming, but yeah, it was a nice try. It was one of those. Tim Hortons roll up the rim. Uh, <laughs> play again, though. Please come back. Uh, we both had Edmonton winning in four, and <laughs> even said logic though. Uh, Chicago is on the downturn. Yeah, no, yeah, they were sellers at the deadline. They were sellers. They're now facing the Golden Knights, um, who That's have Robin be Leonard. Intriguing, like mm-hmm. because they were sellers. Also, by the way, Robin Leonard was for maybe a few minutes was a Maple Leaf because the Leafs were involved in that trade for reasons. They, they, they were transferred, well transferred, they were traded Leonard. They held some of his salary and then they pushed that to, uh, to the, the Golden Knights. So they facilitated a trade financially speaking. Thanks Rogers. Uh, they got a pick out of it like a six. It, oh, uh, that's, I mean, yes. Yeah, you don't you don't do that for free. No, Literally, I think that's going to be an intriguing on. series. But yeah, Edmonton choke, choke, choke. Yeah, that's that's one that's more like the uh, the Pittsburgh situation with Montreal. It's exactly uh, as <laughs> it literally the no crazy sh- things happened. Yeah, no one should have expected that. No, it's a miracle that neither Edmonton or Pittsburgh, or I guess to some people Toronto didn't get the first overall pick. Uh, I am not one of those people for that, <laughs> for the record. But, it, yeah, it could have been Minnesota, could have been the Rangers. Even the Rangers are still kind of like, yeah, you, you guys did really well, but you're still young and rebuilding, uh, except for Panarin. Um, and, yeah, in the other series, Vancouver, we both picked Vancouver. Vancouver won. And uh, we both picked Arizona. So we should have put money on Carolina and Arizona and we yeah. probably could have weathered the other losses that we had but uh, speaking yeah going forward so we had 
what everyone thought was the improbable. So way back when the first draft lottery happened, came out with yes, eight so, oh, yeah, wacky part scenarios. Part one, wacky scenarios, Ottawa could have the first and second pick. Um, we could, uh, you know, Buffalo could actually get a first round pick. Or we could have, the crazy part was a mystery team could win the first overall pick. And not just a mystery team. It could be, what if, what, and hypothetically, what if Pittsburgh lost? What if Edmonton lost? What if Toronto lost? Uh, you know, maybe a, a Carolina or something. What if all the major players lost and had a shot? And then, of course, the mystery team wins. And it's like, okay, whoa, let's, let's calm down now, <laughs> NHL. Yeah, conspiracy theories. And then we start to play, and then Pittsburgh loses. And then Edmonton loses, and you're just kind of looking around. You're like, this is really happening, isn't it? There's no, there's no way. And then Toronto loses in five, and we're like, my God, this is actually going to happen. This is really going to happen. And then on Scary. Monday night, we had the eight balls go in, all with a 12.5% chance. And some people are now saying that the, the Rangers ball was weighted, so it was yeah, uh, the long way. Long yeah, the- <laughs> starting that rumor, but I don't get that. If it's weighted, doesn't that mean it's more likely to, to go down? Yeah, well, I mean, maybe you could or weight it, it down with magnets, momentum. and then yeah. you suck it up with the magnet. Uh, ah. I I saw it. Dude looked really nervous. Also, that whole like, can you verify that this is the logo of every? No, it's the you know the mascot. It's UP. It's the Seven Eleven. It's Starbucks. Like what? Of course it is. I've like, never seen anything like that before. I guess the like, formality to make it like official because no, like not everyone was in person. But like that, it just. I'd just rather not seeing Batman for any reasons in general. Um, the fact that he has to talk even more than necessary that he thinks it's necessary. Yeah, that, could, that could have been a 10 minute process with uh, yeah. you know a one minute commercial break no no you had to drag it had to be a whole 30 minute segment of course mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hey hey <laughs> i guess they're not getting you know their their full season revenue that's TV, true tv rights revenue so <sighs> but the rangers were that mystery team who won and i mean i'm I, they were on the bottom half and they're in a rebuild so they do use it now here's the question is there any way that they do not pick the french messiah the only way that happens is if they trade the pick anyone that doesn't go with lafreniere is probably not making necessarily a mistake unless they go way off the board but you're clearly not making some best player available Unless you know something specific about the player, which there's no reason to assume that, no. um, then you're going with the, you know, you're going with the right guy. This isn't a, a Nell Yakupov, I don't think. <laughs> hey. Uh... Yeah. Which if Edmonton had taken him, then I might be starting a conspiracy theory. And be like, no, this is Nell Yeah, This is Yakupov 2.0. So now let's... Minus the games that started today, what what are your and the games that didn't? Yeah, that yeah. <laughs> Great. So we'll start off in the East again. Um, 
I will say before this, I like the underdog and I just want the Blue Jackets to beat Tampa Bay again. So I picked Tampa Bay before the marathon game, which could have gone either way. So there's no clear winner or loser after... Wait, Tampa Bay you picked? No, I picked uh, Columbus. Okay. Yeah. Um, So that was my pick. Who are... Who's your pick? Yeah, I... I want to see that happen again. I don't, I don't have any like resentment with Columbus. Uh, they're a good team. I thought they were a good team initially. Um, they have two really solid goalies and I do like the underdogs too. I just like a lot more of, of the players on Columbus. I think Yeah. Uh, nothing against a lot of, a lot of Tampa players are also obviously very talented um, not a huge Steve Stamkos fan anymore, but uh, they just got they, they have the obvious odds to win, um, but I, I do think it'll be fun if Columbus repeats. Um, no one expected it last year. No one's probably calling for it this year, but uh, I want to see it happen. I want to see it happen in seven games. I want it to be I, like I think it's going to go, uh, if, any, if today's game is any indication, I think it will go seven. Because I mean, they they practically just played game one, two, and three all in one day. So, yeah, and lucky bounces, right? So that's that's what that kind of that's what playoff hockey is in a nutshell. Yes. Well, in a in a three games worth nutshell. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's that's where you start to see officiating is even looser now. If mm-hmm. you thought it was loose in the qualifying rounds, well. We're in for a long series here, so I, I hope at least. I hope so, too. Uh, in another, we have the one seed, Philadelphia versus Montreal, who got slotted in the eight. The more I think about it, I mean, it would be a nice story, but Philadelphia is just on fire right now. Yeah. And I think they're just going to continue. And Mary, again, Carey Price is going to be the outlying factor. If Carey Price can produce four solid four solid games of just stellar defense and just stopping one more puck than uh, Philadelphia, then they can win. I, yeah, it's really all it takes. And not to take anything away from any of the other Montreal Canadiens, um, obviously Shea Weber is a good leader. But I think if Carey Price sees that much rubber, uh, I'm not sure he stands a chance. There's there's just so much firepower. Voracek is a beast. Giroux is is he takes the playoffs. He goes in another level. So yeah, I, I love Philly hockey. I've always liked their their style of hockey. So um, it's been a I while a since they've been Eric good. Lindros fan. So. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's actually kind of nice to see. I don't I'm not one of those like oh they're my second. No, they're not. There's no second team for me, but uh, I like a lot of their players, and I think I think they've just taken the, the right the right steps in the last couple of years, and and they're they've taken a huge step this year. So good for them. I think they're going to win in probably in five. I I, I think the Montreal um, the uh, what can we call it the I'm trying to think of a French word for parade, but uh, I think it'll stop here. <laughs> um, je suis désolé, mais c'est tout. Ouais. Yep. 
Uh, we have Washington against the Islanders. Uh, do the Islanders have a shot? Nah, not really. I mean, they, they beat on Florida, which is a so-so team as it is. If we're, if we're, yeah, if we're really looking at it, we're talking about a championship quality team here. Uh, Ovechkin and his squad of uh, talented Russians can definitely uh, muster up four games easily. I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't see it going beyond four games. To be honest, this this could be the the sweep of the East. So I, yeah, I, they they were okay in the round robin, but I'm that's the Washington way. You just get warmed yeah. up and then. Yeah. Why? Why work? extra hard if you really don't need to you want someone that's gonna you know conserve their energy um they know how to do it they've done it before and it's just it's pretty much the same core um that that did it the last time so i think they have it in them to sweep for sure and poor boston we caused them go down to fourth and i actually think the hurricanes win this series I, I I am along the same lines of thinking, and I really, really like some of the... I think the Hurricanes, for everything that uh, that I don't like about their management, they make really <laughs> smart decisions. They do. Um, their player I don't, retention. I still their... don't agree with their tactics on not drafting defensemen. I, I think eventually that'll bite them in the ass, but uh, they've attracted like player attention. They've attracted a lot of good players. Uh, thanks Montreal for signing Aho for them. That was a pretty nice deal. Um, they, yeah. And say what you will about players like uh, Jake Gardner. There, there's a proper role for certain guys. And when they're put in positions to succeed, they can't succeed. Um, as, assuming that you have NHL caliber skill, co-ECC. But anyway, <laughs> so we'll go over to the West. Uh, same kind of thing. I was, I'm kind of on the Chicago bandwagon. I just, I, Vegas is, is, is hot right now. And I just don't know if they can muster four games. They, they could take it to them. <laughs> and it's that same, it's that same Edmonton thing. Like, how many players have three Stanley Cups or two Stanley Cups or one Stanley Cup on Chicago right now versus Golden Knights team? Like Almost a roster's worthy if you count them all up, tally them together. That And Crawford um, did pretty well again. Like it's, They could. I, I don't know if they can win four. That's the thing with Crawford, right? He's – it's not quite like Price where like – Price has the the record to justify fully being able to go into God mode. But Crawford just sometimes is God and yeah. sets a standard. And he's like, other times, average, league average. That's, that's just a fluky Chicago way uh, sometimes. I mean, obviously, they have the, they're, they're the most recent, I think, incarnation of what we can closely define as a dynasty um nothing taken away from that but Crawford as a goalie it's honestly 
I, there's no way to really understand it and rationalize how he's sometimes just perfect, like the embodiment of perfection. And other times he's literally average. It's, it's really crazy how, yeah, um, he flows like the, the wind in Chicago. It just, it's strong <laughs> and then it's not there. And yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting in a, to watch. In a weird way. I, even though Chicago is the clear, um, unlikely winner in this case, I still think of uh, the Golden Knights as the underdog, probably because of all of that, because of the lack of experience, because of the franchise being so new and, and having obviously zero championships. Um, that's kind of my reason for going with them. Uh, obviously, they've had a better year. Um, they have a really good roster and they, they, have, they are, they really do. They are not exactly that team of rejects. Um, no. <laughs> like, like the old, you know, expansion <laughs> franchises used to be your, no, you're Nashville buying, Predators you're and, buying a team ready to win. Yeah. That's what that's, the expansion draft is now. And you have a Seattle, goalie like Flurry. That guy's your backup. So yeah, Seattle. Ah, that's going to be an interesting one. I like the new name, the Kraken. It's really oh. cool. Uh, the logo and the uniform on point. It's reminiscent a little bit of the Whalers mm-hmm. in, in certain ways. Um, I guess oceanic. Um, but I, I am hoping and also anticipating that the Golden Knights take it in, in six. Yeah, I mean, ex- yeah. Experience will get you a lot. Does it get it you can. four wins? It can. It can. They got them three. They got them three. Um, can they get one more? Uh, it, uh, it's going to depend Duncan on Keith, Wendy man. Crawford. Like, <laughs> I haven't seen him play that that well, probably since the World Cup when we saw him live. That's um, true. He he's another guy like that, right? Except he has, I think, a bit stronger of a track record, more consistency in his career. But you don't expect it anymore. I guess you're not. You don't think of Duncan Keith as uh, Norris candidate a perennial Norris candidate in these times um but he was that and he, he, he very much was and him. he he's just a little bit older that's yeah. that's it yeah and that that you can't buy that you know no that comes from so, years of grinding and making yeah. yourself a very very good player yeah he's established that legacy so we're talking about someone that's probably a hall of famer in his i i would first or second year of eligibility um so yeah i i still think golden knights in six but i'm not going to be surprised if chicago uh ends up winning Um, i'm gonna go in seven but that's just because in my head it's still a coin flip so if it goes to seven seven or i'll go golden knights in seven but It, if it goes to seven again, anything can happen in a game seven. So, yeah, if it if it does go to seven, I would lean more towards Chicago. Mm-hmm. In the next series, we have Colorado against uh, Arizona. Again, as much as I want to go the underdog, Colorado is just too like they're they're Man, on fire right now. I love watching that team. Wow, it's, it's hard. I'm to, such a to... huge Rantanen fan, and there's not <laughs> any specific reason. Just every couple of years, 
there's a player in the draft that I start paying attention to, especially the last couple of years, because, yeah. you know, my team's been bad. A lot of the local teams have been bad. So you pay attention a little bit more, right? And it's also advertised on, on uh, TSN draft rankings. You watch that. You watch the, the, if you can watch any junior hockey, then that's great. But if you watch just the world championships, then you see a lot of the really good players and you see a player like Rantanen, you're like, man, if he can translate that into the NHL, he's going to kill it. And sure enough. That's um, what he's been doing. Not to mention McKinnon. Like, obviously, McKinnon. this guy's maybe the second best player right now all the all the role players that they put around something that for many teams you get a star stud player that they just they go out and try and get a copy of that player not players mm-hmm. that will help your team compliment. succeed and complement him and you know get everyone paid and get everyone on the same page like Car- their captain like their Landis captain Car- carolina's been kind of doing it yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, the Blue Jackets are kind of doing it. Uh, and Colorado has been a great example. And again, my heart wants to pick Arizona just because of a good story it is. It would but be funny. My, yeah, my head is just can't, I can't not pick Colorado. Yeah, it, that one. And it's going to be really entertaining hockey. I think Colorado is a good example of. Um, having such skilled players like elite level skill players but still playing a, a way that it, it commands dominance it just they, they command respect out of their dominance and they don't they don't get pushed around easily no they really don't and i love nasim Kadri. man he's uh, really formed well i think he's he's always been a heart and soul player I think he had a, a bad rap um, in his previous team, um, and I never understood it. I disagreed with it. I think the strongly. fan base kind of turned on once he got started against suspensions. Right? Yeah, but even the suspensions, I felt like like he was the only guy that was willing to try to play the way that Boston wanted wanted to play Toronto. That's and that's true. He he wanted the only way you beat those Boston teams is if you play them how they're playing because you yeah, have to you play, play fire with fire and those Boston teams were were very good at being just bully bash and score yeah. and in order to stop bullying bash you have to be bullying bash yourself yeah. and if you don't do that you're not going to score and even if you have all the skill in the world um, that's the thing with Colorado is they they are not one to be pushed around and, and bent over backwards. Uh, I love it. I love watching that team uh, fall asleep often because it gets late here. But <laughs> watching West Coast hockey, if I can choose to watch just the Colorado games, I'll do it. I, I, I will say they are, it could have been their late 90s, early 2000s run, but they are uh, probably one of the more favorite American teams in Canada. Just yeah, you know what? Dominance yeah. and maybe their brash clash with Detroit all those years. Yeah, um, I actually love that those Red Wings, that Red Wings team. I, I really so when that all of that animosity existed, um, I was always more lenient towards the Red Wings. Um, but I grew up in a in a part of Quebec that really 
as almost like a defiant way, a lot of the Anglophones in that part of Quebec um, cheered for the Colorado Avalanche as the Quebec Nordiques team that left um, and as the team that now had Patrick Waugh or then had Patrick Waugh, Roy, whatever. Um, (laughs) There were so many. I grew up with so many Colorado Avalanche fans and it was weird because there was also a lot, of course, as Quebec, so there's a lot of Canadians fans. Uh, but I was familiar enough with the way that things went down, not the reasons necessarily, but how things happened with Lindros, how things happened with with uh, that ownership in Quebec. And then when they moved to Montreal, uh, to, to Colorado, and they got the prize goalie from Montreal, that was so hilarious. And I think that was and a little bit of And they were successful right away right away like that team was the quebec nordiques yes and and the amount of trades that existed back then of that caliber like people forget that wendell clark was traded to the quebec nordiques for matt sandine and people in toronto lost their fucking minds and in that video you'll see uh and he kind of makes fun of it, of just like people turning their back and they're like, yeah. oh, who's this Matt Sandin kid? Oh, look at this European. Like, yeah, in, blah, yeah. Blah, blah. But like, in Toronto, yeah. You have your yeah. Gilmore, you have your Clark, and you get rid of one of them for Euro guy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah he's European. Uh, but he also ended up being the franchise's best player of all time. Uh, and it wasn't even close until now, maybe. Um, come on, like... That's just that's just a tip of the iceberg, so to speak, when it comes to the avalanche, because they've got such a history of trades like that that still have an impact today. Trades like the Lindros trade that still today have a legacy to them. Joe Sackick is phenomenal at trades. Yeah. Like he just keeps winning trades. And I I don't know I don't know how yeah. it happens. Yeah. I have Tyson Berry stuck in my head right now. It's uh, kind of, he's, yeah. His face is laughing at me, and I, I can't shake it. Um, I really, I, I'm being trolled right now by my Toronto Maple Leafs calendar, 2020 calendar that has Nazem Kadri on the August page. Um, it's, he's just, he's a great player, and I, I actually hope that they win so that he can see what it's like to be on a championship team. I said I wasn't going to pick a team, but goddamn it, I think I just did. There it is. Uh, in the next series, we have Dallas against Calgary. Uh, I, I still find it weird that Dallas is the three seed. Like they were very, yeah. I guess, quiet. West good, is weird. But I, I mean, they made get, a comeback. Don't get to see it that much. Yeah, we definitely don't. Yeah, Dallas does Sucks. not get played a lot. Yeah. I, I picked Calgary, but again, one of the series I played today, they did win three to two. Um, for a while, Calgary was just handling them. And I think Calgary will win as long as Calgary doesn't beat Calgary. Yeah. Which they have a tendency to do. Dallas took advantage and got back in the game to made it two two because Calgary just was playing themselves. Uh, They ended up winning, but I think as long as Calgary plays their own game and doesn't try and go down or, you know, get too in their own heads. Yeah. As long as they do that, I think they'll win. Yeah, that's the tricky thing with Calgary is they're another team with not a lot of experience. Um, they have talent, but yeah, the experience. Yeah, a lot of is... talent. Manjipani, man. 
such a cool name to say, but he's uh, he's really turned out to an awesome player. That that draft for them looked really promising. Um, I can't remember is is it Rasmus Anderson that they drafted uh, a Swedish defenseman in the second round. They also drafted Oliver Killington that year. Like just the names these are, alone. These, like... these are <laughs> yeah, the names alone are amazing. But these are players in your in your later rounds that still could end up being something on the same year. It's kind of ridiculous. But all, all that to say is that they, they, they have a few UFAs this year to take care of, but their core is pretty much intact mm-hmm. next year too. So I think this is the beginning of something interesting in Calgary. Um, Def- they're, they're, on, they're on the right side of having the talent, but not the expectation like Edmonton. Yeah, so they that's can true. quietly move along and get better and not feel the pressure like their rivals down the road are feeling with that same kind of talent and youngness and like kind of wanting to win now. And Calgary's just like, cool, we'll play you four times a year and it'll always be a ratings juggernaut because we fight each other. Uh, but we're, we have not the expectation that you guys have. So the pressure's off us. Yeah. Except for maybe Lucic. He's yeah. the only <laughs> one that, that still feels a lot of pressure. Um, but even he's not doing Badly as he possibly could. That's the nicest thing I can say about him. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I and do you did it with gonna, a smile. So I did it with a smile. Uh, I do think Calgary will will probably end up winning. Um, it, probably in six, I'm gonna say. But six uh, is a good It's number. another one that you know, like you said, it it could really go both ways because Calgary is also against Calgary sometimes. I mean, I did plan on watching the game because it was early, but if it's going to be the late game, like tonight's late game is Chicago Golden Knights, it's 10.30 Eastern uh, because it's uh, 8.30 this time, again, because Boston Carolina we're supposed to be playing now, so you don't have to fight between both uh, coasts, uh, so one game on at a time. Uh, You know, I'm intrigued to stay up and watch uh, at least the first little bit, see what it's like. I'm not so inclined to stay up really late to watch Dallas Calgary or even in that fact, yeah. St. Louis, Vancouver. That's an, that one's a bit more interesting. It's a little more interesting, but to say, I, I, I guess on face value, I'm kind of like, I, I don't know. I, I, I want to say Vancouver, but I don't think they have the shot, no. but they're the fifth no. seed. It'd be nice to see, but. Have they recouped from their mid-season folly because they were really good and then they hit a bump in the road. They were kind of, they went from first to middle of the pack and then they were in that seventh-ish seed when they faced Minnesota. So probably more likely the team that Vancouver is. I think they they had a really good start, um, but not a sustainable start. I guess for the team that they currently have, that's uh, true. And it comes down to just. Get going through those motions. Um, I think another very interesting Canadian team in the West, um, three of them really, um, no offense, Winnipeg, but we're talking about like a, an interesting few years with, with that core. Pedersen and Besser alone, but also Hughes. Hughes being potentially the Hughes. better Hughes now, which yeah. is crazy to think. No one um, thought that when definitely not. They were he no. was in the shadow, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Oh look, I'm tall now." Yeah, <laughs> development. <laughs> Who would have known? Teenagers. 
when you draft an 18 year old they're not done growing hey guys they're not even full humans yet that's crazy you haven't seen their final form <laughs> and nhl draft, that should be the headline <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly bo horvat same thing uh i mean i think it comes down to does st louis have a playoff hangover which does happen from time to time if you survive the season uh sometimes you just kind of were like oh we've been in the playoffs we got this and then you kind of were like whoa what we're out that happened oh so yeah do they have that playoff hangover and how well did those round robin games really get them back into their their game shape swing of things Yeah. yeah it's 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 going to be very interesting to see what kind of performance we get from Alex Petrangelo. Can they, can they win under normal circumstances, normal in quotation circumstances without being worst and then rallying around just winning a bunch of games, having all that support, the community, their, their fans, uh, having that help them turn it around and then being able to celebrate it with them at the end. And can they win? normally which they weren't ever very good at before so do they need that extra spark to get them into that yeah it's interesting eh? there's a lot to be said about the the energy uh watching a lot of this on on tv you hear a lot more of the players which is interesting sometimes but uh it's not it's not quite the same watching it from a stand uh fan perspective um and then I can't imagine what it's like to not be able to rally behind your team. Um, never been to a playoff game myself. I would have known, but it's just, it's uh, entirely just watching it on TV. You can tell it's different. It's, it's the atmosphere it's is just different. buzzing. It's they've I will say they've done a good job so far. I, yeah, I, do, like, right. I do like the crowd. Like there's something, there's energy that the crowd gives, but the noise you can kind of emulate. So I yeah. will say when Tampa Bay scored that the fifth overtime goal, uh, <laughs> I think it was Salt who scored it. He went to go do the usual like celebrate and like jump up against the glass, and you're expecting like oh the crowd to be there. A little bit of pushback. <laughs> yeah, you could you could see it kind of on his face like he was gonna go jump, but he was like oh, there's no one there, so he just kind of yeah. turned around and like jumped as high as he could, which was like a foot. He was so tired into the teammates that were coming, it's like on. sopping wet. Yeah. <laughs> so you could, oh, you could go to see be like, oh yeah, he was so jacked, and then he was kind of like, yeah, there's no one here. There's my team. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's gonna yeah, especially for the champions, the, the the current champions. I still think they. I'm I'm betting on them. Um. They're just they they play that kind of hockey, right? They play that. They do. Really Game one rugged. will be the the test. Exactly. Now because that it's if they don't show playoffs, up there, yeah, then they they know how to play playoff hockey. Yeah. If Vancouver if they're not there, figures out how to handle it. them, especially the young guys, if they know that they can kind of do stuff and be really fast, yeah. they're going to take advantage of that, and St. Louis is going to be in the hole already. Yeah, and Vancouver is not necessarily a pushover either. I really like Chris Tanev. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if they sign him uh, long term, but uh, there's they they've got a, a lot of pushback too on that roster. Uh, they're not you know you see Pedersen being pushed around a lot, um, but hopefully hopefully there's enough guys on that on that 
on his line, but also just in that locker room that uh, will be able to help him at least keep his confidence. Because sometimes when players get pushed around like that, players of his size and his, you know, he's just so primarily skilled, he's soft hands. You want to see them maintain that confidence. And it's usually with fans, but sometimes it's with your teammates. So it'll be interesting to see the dynamic of that very youthful team in Vancouver, very skilled, but this this really well-built playoff team in St. Louis, this championship team, this, I don't know. I think a lot of uh, Canadian fans at least have perspectives because we don't see them as often yes. um, of teams like, like St. Louis. Um, it's not necessarily justified, but it is what it is, right? Um, like I couldn't tell you much about teams uh, in the Western Conference of the NBA. It's just I don't see them. So it's the same thing. It's the same thing, yeah. But I mean, they're, they're, they're the champions with. right now, and until Rightly they're not so. the champions, they you know you have to give them that. So they, yeah. I guess the championship edge goes. Yeah, in this one, I'm I'm leaning towards St. Louis, probably in five. I think they're just going to show up. If they show up the way that they play, there's no reason to doubt them. Uh, not to say that Vancouver couldn't possibly use their leverage against them, but that's to be seen. And for now, I'm going to go with St. Louis in five. I'll go St. Louis in six. Uh, yeah, that game one tomorrow is going to be <laughs> yeah. uh, the jam-packed day tomorrow, uh, which you'll listen to this in the past, but uh, – the the Boston Hurricanes Ooh, team got travel. moved to 11 a.m. Yeah, uh, because of the uh, the five <laughs> overtime game, and they 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 want 87 minutes in between games, uh, and they just to honor Sidney Crosby. Of course, yes, yes, because he's not in the playoffs this year. Yeah, this is the, the first pro- year he's not been in the playoffs since like it's been yeah since like when Pittsburgh was just dog shit like. But then you can use is was the play in round kind of playoffs and then yeah I don't think so I mean that's what that's even like it's been kind of set the president's been set by uh, the way that the NHL has ruled on those weird trades with with the clauses mm, yes the, the, you know they they've kind of closed that and decided it that this is not the playoffs or, or now it's the playoffs but now. that was the NHL playoffs now it's the Stanley Cup playoffs. Alan Iverson, somewhere's like playoffs, <laughs> playoffs, playoffs. You can't even win a game. <laughs> <laughs> now, what started to come out with the success of this is now that there'll be eight teams when Seattle joins. Is do you just lessen the regular season by five to seven, or I've heard six games, mm-hmm. so in that five to seven range, and have twenty-four teams. Mm-hmm do this all over again and that is the new normal and just the eight worst teams go in the draft lottery that'd be interesting right it's and not a none horrible of this two idea draft lottery thing so oh just, no no just we, the, i think this is a I one-off think they need to but, stop that yeah but, but yeah now that there'll be that eight teams once seattle joins i don't hate the idea of this happen like you get you still get the upsets with the 12 versus the five exactly and like I don't. And in some cases, the they're idea. really ridiculous upsets. So you you're not gonna you're not gonna change the dynamic as of yet. There hasn't been a change in the playoff dynamic. So I don't yeah. hate the idea. 
but how it might actually be more revenue in terms of uh, people will watch playoff hockey more than they'll watch you charge more for playoff hockey for tickets for ad revenue for everything Mm -hmm. you get more eyeballs the regular sports fan pays attention in playoffs more than that they do if especially if they don't follow one specific team you're going to pay attention and watch playoff hockey so losing out on let's say six games because then it's even you can lose three away three home but then you have a more greater shot to at least get two more playoff games so that's more playoff revenue yeah because then we just have to decide there are the playoffs the stats count towards playoff stats just and you just have none of this you know maybe uh, yeah I, i think if this gets implemented it will be playoffs whether you Whether you say uh, like playoff, uh, play in rounds uh, and then into the playoff hockey or Stanley Cup playoffs, whether you kind of determine it that way, uh, you make a whole new bracket for play. I don't know how they want to do it. Uh, I yeah. think you just have to figure out the travel schedule because the, that's the thing with the best of five. Do you go still go 2-2-1 two, two, or do you go... Probably 2-2-1. Two, two, I think two, that's two, the fairest one. way, right? So like, you just have to figure out the the travel but they're decent at that yeah and also i mean we don't know what next year is going to be like anyway um if there's going to be travel or not if we mm. have no idea so that's to be determined either way um whenever the next the, the season ends and the next one starts like two weeks after or something ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> basically <laughs> so it's gonna it's I hope I just hope they they do learn something from this some valuable lesson um, that change isn't always a bad thing, even if it's thrust upon you and you push back as much as you can. Sometimes change is just necessary. Um, it's it's going to be an interesting couple of months as an off season. Um, it's and that's the thing it's not going to happen right away because you do have to wait for Seattle to enter so that it's even across the board but I think right maybe in a few seasons this could be the new normal and I as of right now I'm happy with the product even happier once fans can start to attend safely again and you get that energy uh, but more playoff hockey and more of a chance what's because then too you don't have that oh if you lose you you have a shot at a draft lottery no it's the teams the eight teams that don't make it you get that guarantee and then wherever you uh fall out that's how you you know just like normal draft order so i think just like the draft used to be just like how it used to be like the good old days crazy sometimes (laughs) change is cyclical and you just end up exactly where you were before and then no one's happy. And, that's and you spend money and then you're, yeah. yeah. Yeah, hey. Spending money makes everyone feel better, I've been told. And um, the last thing we have to talk about is Seattle. The 32nd team came out with uh, lots of their PR team, like nailed it on the head, I think, with their videos. Yeah. And like you said earlier, the jersey. I'm a fan of hats and jerseys. Uh, I don't have too many other than the teams I cheer for, but, uh, you know, as I get older, uh, you know, start to spend my money not so wisely or wiser. Is that <laughs> or have for money us? to spend? Yeah. It's a weird thing. It's a are weird we, concept. Are we supposed to? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm all yeah, for Wiser is a drink only, I believe. 
Yes, yes, that's what we have to buy. Put it mm-hmm. on the list. Don't forget it. Wisers. Wisers. To, to drink with orange juice. I don't know. That's gross. While we're wearing that. the jerseys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's a fantastic – the color scheme, Seattle – Yeah. I'm not supposed to say this, but, you know, as they're a rival in, for my NFL team, but I have their color scheme even for the Seahawks – uh, the old Supersonics, the I miss them. Yeah, I I would buy their jersey too. Uh, but just I I love the blue, the green, incorporate the S. Uh, I love the really the sleek. anchor and the space needle for the for the shoulder crest. Yeah, the alternate logo. Yeah, uh, I just I think they ten out of ten they've knocked it out of the park already, and they haven't even played yeah. a game. I'm I'm pretty confident in saying it's. It's the nicest expansion jersey I've seen in the NHL um, in my lifetime because that's I can't have seen it earlier. Um, I think because I think it's it's it is a little bit more uh, reminiscent of older style jerseys, maybe so to speak. Maybe not yep. older style, but the the traditional jerseys, at least from the original six, a lot of them were more. Um, I don't know. A lot of them are uh, only two colors, right? So mm-hmm. only the original six teams and now Tampa Bay have two color teams. That's notwithstanding, obviously, uh, the New York Rangers, Montreal Canadiens, and Chicago Blackhawks have two colors. And I'm pretty sure the Kraken have three, but they're very simplest. It's not like it. I think the Golden Knights have a really nice logo as well, and they have a nice jersey but I would have liked it if they had done the two color scheme instead of three colors. Uh, I think some of their colors clash a little bit for me, Um, but the Kraken, oh, really nice. And it's, it's very much an homage to the, the Seattle sports um, community that they have. Oh, definitely. I I love the name Uh, as much as uh, taking from the spit and chicklets podcast, as much as I was pulling for the rain city bitch pigeons, (laughs) <laughs> uh, it just wasn't meant to be uh, um, bitchy pigeons <laughs> uh, that, that, we can always have nicknames right like, you can uh, I don't think I would have liked the Seattle Seals or the the other names that are being thrown around uh, yeah a lot of them are just they were okay I don't, I don't want to see yeah, any the, more yeah. cheesy animal names like it has to be a dope animal like and it's just made all the dope ones have been taken lions cougars we just see them too often um something with wolves obviously there's the timber wolves but i don't know i think a mythical creature like that fantastic especially and with a name like kraken it's already and I love the built rum. in come on it's already built in they already have a partnership with the kraken rum why company. wouldn't you like it's, it's such a great drink uh i i i celebrate it i have some in my in my house and <laughs> it's just it was a match made in a heaven. Dark and stormy with oh, dark and with stormy. the Kraken rum. It's so good. And if you can get a <sighs> copper mug, want a dark forget and about stormy it. Now. Yeah, it's one of those days, eh? Well, here it was actually literally dark and stormy. So, yay weather. It was, it was hot and dry here, but. <laughs> So yeah. that's uh, that's the hockey season up till now. Uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs, as they're calling it, 2020, are underway. Uh, <laughs> once again, thank you very much for joining us, Alvaro. And uh, we'll keep having you on as things progress. 
I enjoyed yeah. this round. It's going to get crazier, right? It's going to get crazy. There's more hockey to there's consume. There's more hockey. It's We're going to have hockey. Of our teams. So, August. hey, we can just both drink together virtually and enjoy uh, lamenting in what could have been, but also in what is. We're going to have nice to do that. hockey. It is. Yeah. Yeah, thanks again for having me. I'm looking forward to the next time. And, of course, we'll talk more off-season stuff as it comes, but it's going to be a very interesting off-season. It's kind of... Hot take, I know. Hot take. <laughs> as always, thank you so much, Alvaro, for joining us. Uh, we're going to recap real soon uh, as things are going to go super quick as the rounds get closer and closer until we crown a unique stanley cup champion in the bubbles and that's going to do it for this week's episode we have lots of fun uh interviews coming up we have a comparison series coming up uh in a sport that you might not know too much about in swimming and we're going to compare uh different being a student athlete in different countries in the same sport and how that compares uh between two different countries being a an athlete uh, we have basketball coming up. Uh, we've asked you on social media if you are interested, please. I'm going to try and review a horrible sports movie. It can be a drama, comedy. Uh, we've gotten some responses. I'm not looking forward to this, but I do it for you people. I want to entertain you, give you a break, something to look forward to as we uh, trudge through the summer into the fall and hopefully in the near future we get back to somewhat of a normal uh, circumstance of watching sports together being able to hang out in people's houses uh, play games together not just in your family bubble so uh, let us know on our social media what horrible movie i should uh, review and you'll get my viewpoints on here Uh, we have lots of new and exciting segments coming up Uh, We also, like announced earlier, our trivia contest. So we're going to do a head-to-head sports trivia. So if you're interested, please go onto our social media pages, Sports Unite Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, Sports Unite Pod 1 on Twitter. Give us, uh, send us a DM, send us a a message, comment on a post that we'll be making about the, the trivia tournament. Let us know that you are interested in signing up and we will get in touch with you. So that's going to do it for this week's episode. Lots of stuff coming up. We're going to return with the deep dives as well. Uh, Lots of good feedback on those. So we're uh, going to bring some more leagues and sports into you. And starting in September, we're going to do the long process of going through every single sport that is in the Summer Olympic Games. And we're going to break it down and let you know how it works. Uh, Big names to watch. And... It's going to take a while. It's going to take a number of weeks. And that's going to take us into 2021 and into Tokyo. I know you're super excited for the Olympics. I'm super excited. I'm going to stop talking. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Episode 16, we'll be announcing uh, how to win our episode 25 giveaway. So stay tuned for that. You have to be liking us on our social media pages I'm just going to give you that hint. So let us know uh, what you want to see. If you want to see anything uh, or any person, if we should shout out to an athlete, try and get them on the podcast. I'm all for it. 
Uh, I love talking with people, love talking and interacting with you. So hit us up on our social media pages. That's going to do it. As always, remember to stay safe, enjoy each other's companies, have those Zoom parties, have those watch parties, play those video games together safely, of course. Lots of air hugs and air high fives and always sport on.